This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Uh, Dr. Mark, we still have our guest here, Greg Snodgrass from the University of Alabama. I wanted to talk really quickly um, about you know some of these things that I've gone to and hearing people talk about addiction and opiates especially, uh, just that the numbers among young people are up through the roof, right? And it's not just a uh, inner city thing, and it's not just a this campus thing or that campus thing. It's a it's a nationwide deal. Are you guys seeing that? You, and you, I mean, talking with other schools, I mean, you see that everywhere, right? I mean, there's something happening where these young people have more access to. To stuff and, and numbers are on the rise over the last 10 years so absolutely i mean our, our recovery uh, like i said before we jumped 10 years ago where there were three recovery programs on campuses across the nation it was rutgers texas tech and augsburg college in minnesota uh, those were the three and there are now over yeah. 150 uh, recovery uh, communities on campuses um i can tell you today i talked to texas tech i talked to michigan i talked to penn state uh, who else was on the um, Augsburg uh, College, Georgia, Florida, Georgia Southern? I mean, um, and I think the key to understand is it's not that these 139 are the campuses with problems. No, these are the campuses who are being proactive. That are yeah. being proactive. That's right. Exactly. It is ubiquitous across every campus. And let's go and say it's really cool that the University of Alabama is letting you come on here and talk about this because it's a it's yeah. an important thing to talk about. Right. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's. Yeah, it is a huge problem nationwide, and you know we, we talked about college uh, students before on previous segments about other issues. But you know, you're 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 taking students who are um, with an underdeveloped frontal lobe. That's right. Okay, and you're putting them all in the same geographic area and giving them less supervision, more freedom than they've ever more had. freedom they've ever had, yeah. and it's just a natural outcome. And so if we don't do some proactive things about it to yeah. try to help educate and, and diminish access. If you, I mean, how many times have we heard, you know, it was the exposure to the substance that triggered this behavior phenomenon. Yeah. And so if you can postpone that exposure or even prevent that exposure, you're going to have less problems. Now, also, Greg, I'm curious because, you know, you mentioned that it sounds like in the program, you know, kids uh, enter the program and then they sort of earn trust over time. But, you know, college kids, God love them, but they're also knuckleheads and are prone to sometimes making mistakes and things of that nature. Is that something that, that you find having to deal with as well, you know, where you where kids have some missteps and you got to kind of keep them in the fold? Or? Good question. Um What's neat about this program is that we're now that we've had um, all these collegiate recovery communities um, yeah. start uh, gathering data. Um, we found that there's really a 10% relapse rate across yeah. the country, which is extreme. I mean, after a year, after a year. Okay, go ahead. Ten, I mean, 10%. Um, I mean, that's 90% of people that are staying sober. Right. That's sure. A, that's unheard of. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, and that is, and what that is, is it's a, it's, it's, it's the fellowship. That's a success story. It's, yeah. it's, it's uh, men and women. Uh, we, we are. Uh, people like to say we're, a, we're a, um, a sober uh, co-ed fraternity sorority. Uh, that's exactly. That's what it's we feeling do. like. We do yes. everything that everybody else does. It's just we're just kind of like undercover because if you tell somebody in your class that you don't drink. 
you, you'd be surprised what kind of look you get. Right. And when people invite you out and you say, especially you don't, you don't drink. I mean, let's, let's, let's stay away from the drugs, you right. know, but if you don't drink alcohol, I mean, you look like you've got something crazy in your hair. Yeah. Um, when when you make that, that makes statement. you a bit of an outcast right. in some ways Absolutely. on the college. So that's campus. why they go to this building, even though there's nothing like you know, even though there's no ping pong, even though there's ping pong table. That's right. Yeah. But <laughs> it's the yet. fellowship. It's yeah. like it's it's like a fraternity house. They're there because of the fellowship. Community. And they have people who have like minded and accept them yeah. for not only not not only just accept them, celebrate the fact that hey, you're sober too, and let's do this together. I mean, different kind of hazing probably goes on, right? Yeah, I'll walk you through a typical student. This is what it looks like. 26 and and a half years old, or 26, 27 years old, um, that went to University of Alabama or another college in Alabama or the surrounding area. Um, They were asked to leave their college two or three times, um, and they got uh, severe into their addiction. They went to a treatment center. At some point, they found... uh, that they needed, to, they wanted to live an abstinent life uh, of al- free from alcohol and drugs, and th- and then they came back to the University of Alabama because um, they have heard how strong our program is. And I love that name, collegiate recovery. What I mean, really, when you think about it, an academic setting should be a great place for a recovery process to happen, especially for a more mature student who's already been worked right. through some of those things. I love that idea. Collegiate recovery. That's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just a few minutes left, but Greg, yep. you share your story with the students as well. Absolutely, they know. And, and share a little bit with us, kind of your background and real quick. I, I went to uh, in uh, June fourth, two thousand four. Um, I got into recovery. I got a nudge from a judge. <laughs> a nudge um, from a judge. <laughs> and uh, well I put. was sent to. I uh, went to Hazelden, Minnesota, for twenty eight days. Yeah. And then I stayed uh, 65 days in another facility and then another 87 days in another facility. I went into sober living, and then Texas Tech accepted me. Um, I had called them, um, and it changed my life. I'm, I'm forever grateful, um, you know, in my recovery and the recovery program. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of my story quickly. I, I, I believe I'm, um, you know— uh, I, I need to be in recovery, and um, I just live my life every day to show you know people that, no. that if I can do it, anyone you can do it. Well, and that's the other thing is that you know that first year we keep talking about how how you know helpful that is to be in treatment for a year. It's a lifelong process. Absolutely. I mean, so you know you're in recovery constantly, and that's why this programs like the Collegi- Collegiate Recovery Center are so important because okay, they've gone through that first year, but. They got to keep going. You got to have the support long term. Yeah, and so these guys are helping give them an environment where there's not as much temptation. They're accepted for who they are, and celebrated for being staying sober, and giving them an environment to finish out their college career. Yeah. I mean, that's just spectacular. I love Absolutely. It. Before college, most I don't think people understand. Colleges have really turned their head the other way for a long time and tried to pretend there's not a problem because it's a bad PR right uh, situation, but. Alabama is stepping forward and saying, and they were early on it, way early. Um, Texas Tech was even a little earlier, but so they're they're saying, hey, let's everybody's got a problem. We're no different. Let's make it uh, a place where people can come and 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 get through college and, and be if you in really want to help students, admitting the reality of the situation has got to be the first step. First step, yeah. 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 Check okay. out recovery is recovery.ua.edu. It'll give you a better idea exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so it's very cool. 
Awesome. Great stuff. Dr. Mark Westfall. And of course, uh, also Greg from the University of Alabama. Don't forget that you can go back and listen to all of these segments now on iTunes. The podcast is called Let's Think On It. So you can go back and share those with uh, friends and family if you feel like you'd like to uh, talk about the brain and addiction all night tonight. And there's a whole other segment from last month uh, where we talked for over an hour about the brain and addiction. Just really interesting stuff. Um, from now, the t- topic will generally change every month. Right, but, right. Um, but this one, there's just an unlimited amount of stuff you can talk about. No doubt. Really, um, no question. So thank you guys both very much for being Thanks, here. Thanks, To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio. 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>